Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Working Arts Podcast. My name is Erica Martin. I am your host. Today, we have an interview that we did about a month ago with my good friend Tamara Bayarta, who is an excellent actress working in Mexico City. We talk about the differences between theater in Mexico and the UK where we went to school, how she feels about working on film versus on a play, and you'll also hear her sing about halfway through the episode. Enjoy. I have lived a passionate life. I've sung songs of morning of strife. I have won wars with the drum and the fife. Couldn't you do the same? Tamara, how are you? I am good. How are you? Oh, you know, <laughs> chugging along. <laughs> How's Mexico? Oh, it's it's cold. Is it? Yep. Yeah. It is. How, how, how cold? Uh, I, I don't know. I can check in the weather forecast. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, it can't possibly be as bad as Toronto that time. Oh, no. Oh, God. No, I'm not even going to tell you how cold it is. <laughs> because it's actually not cold. <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping that for me. So for everybody listening, whereabouts are you exactly? I am in Mexico City, yeah, in man. the south of Mexico City. The south of Mexico City. Yeah. What's the scene so like if, there, the, the acting scene? Uh, it's great. Yeah? I think we have really talented um, performers and directors and playwrights. Supposedly, it's the third city with more theater happening per day. So it's like London, New York and Mexico City. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. It's that's impressive. A, There's that's... like... Huh? No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a surprising contender. Yeah. I like that word. Contender. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so lots of things are happening all the time. Uh, and it's really impressive because we don't get rehearsals paid so usually people that do theater have to do like I don't know eight plays at the same time it's really funny because I was last year rehearsing a play and there was no way to meet for rehearsals because every single person was about to premiere a play and was rehearsing like three other plays and had performs and were performing uh Saturday and Sunday and Wednesday and Thursday it, it was crazy so yeah but you need to survive <laughs> so so only performances are paid yeah is that just across the board like that's just how it is yeah yeah i mean there's the national theater company that pays you per month and every two years you can apply, but let's say the first category, the one I could apply to, you actually need 10 years of experience in order to apply. And then Jeez. the next category is like 20 years, and then the next one is 30 years and something like that. So they get paid regularly, which is great. And then there's this producer but she is English and she likes being able to pay for rehearsals mm. so that way she can actually have the actors the whole time and not I mean you have to understand if someone says well I am performing I cannot rehearse and you're not paying them it's like yeah we have a thing that <laughs> we say um Performance kills rehearsals. So <laughs> if you are performing, you know you cannot rehearse. So that's... <laughs> so yeah. So it's a bit like the thing that we're always complaining about, you know, um, or we're, I'm always, you know, this, if it's the, scene, the scene in London is always complaining about, you know, 
that, um, you know, that getting paid with exposure bucks, like, you know, oh, this is a great opportunity. We're not paying you, but, you know, it's good, good exposure, this kind of thing. Ugh. That's just sort of like, it sounds like it's almost the yeah. norm there as yeah. well. Well, yes, and it's really funny because um, last year they started a kind of um, awards for theater and they wanted to get all the people together because here in Mexico it's really different if you do like we call it dramatic theater is one category let's say another one is musical theater and another one is commercial theater so there's like different actors for each type of theater so for example I would be in the dramatic category because I I don't do plays that everyone in Mexico goes to see. Those are the so, commercial ones. Aha. Uh-huh. Which are usually not good plays, but they have <laughs> a lot of exposure. <laughs> so so like really easy jokes and it's the thing with Mexico is that we are not a culture that's used to see theater. Okay. So a friend of mine who's a filmmaker, he says that Mexico is the only country <laughs> where theater is, um, how do you say, uh, self-sufficient? Yeah, okay. Because he's like, okay, Tamara, so you go, you do a play, you get paid. What do you do with your money? Make plays. I I don't know. No, no, no. I go and see plays. Ah, okay. (laughs) So we kind of recycle the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the same people always going to the theater. It's really, I mean, in a way it's amazing because you go to see a play and you find all your friends and colleagues Mm. because we are the only ones consuming Shakespeare or contemporary playwrights from here, from Mexico, instead of the vagina monologues which <laughs> i mean wow <laughs> but i mean that that's okay yeah i mean i suppose that's true isn't it because we were we're talking about doing a fundraiser for our for our show and and we're thinking um we need to get people who are not artists to come because <laughs> it's yes. it's not that hard to get artists to come to see your show but to come and like give you money like you know you need pe- you need like mm. real people to go to those things <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because if not going to the theater here in Mexico is really cheap in comparison to other places. Mm-hmm. And still, if you're an actor, <laughs> when when you're telling a friend like, "Hey, I want to go and see your play." They always get really worried about your income and your money, and they go like, "Oh, I can leave you a discount." So we're always leaving discounts to everyone. And it's like, no, no, but then how are you going to get paid? Yeah. I mean, there's a really good um, estimulo fiscal. Yeah. So what's that in, in English? Huh. Um, no fiscal, idea. like a government scheme kind of way. Yeah. It's a way to be able. So if you have a big business and you don't want to pay your taxes. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm saying it in a terrible way. Probably there's like a... <laughs> I like your uh, way. Let's keep going. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, you can donate yeah. to certain... Like you can donate to this foundation or you can actually give your money to either a film or a theater play. So there's, every year there's this big, I don't know, it's like a competition in a way. So everyone's going crazy doing portfolios that, where you have to explain to people that never watch theater, the play you want to make to see if they want to give you the money and be able to. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's, that's interesting. That's sort of like, um, because you can you can get like tax 
rebates or something like that or refunds uh-huh. or whatever if you're yeah. if you're giving to charities for example mm-hmm. so it's a bit like that yep like i don't have to pay quite as much tax or something if i'm giving to the arts mm-hmm. interesting yeah so that's really amazing and then i mean you can start then hearing everyone complaining like oh yeah but this producer always gets everything and uh, we need to get uh new people like in the in the scheme in the but i think it's actually a great idea and and then you can get discounts from your friends and you're not really worrying about them not getting paid because they will get paid mm. and you can get a discount <laughs> as long as you've so, got a system so well <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> How long have you been working in the theater industry there then? Mm. I have been working since 2009-2010. Okay. So you're yeah. getting there with a the 10 years experience then. <laughs> Ew. Yes, I can apply now <laughs> mm-hmm. to the National Theater Company. And Never worry again. The problem with the National Theatre Company is that then, well, that's a problem for me because I like being in many places at the same time and doing lots of projects. And mm-hmm. the National Theatre Company doesn't allow you to do theatre outside of it. I mean, it's obvious in a way, but. Mm-hmm. And you might have lots of problems trying to deal with um, scheduling. like series or a film or something because you have to be there you have a contract for two years so I don't know if I'd apply do you like what (laughs) do you do (laughs) I can see you're just I need to do something else (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) we talked a bit about um you know the differences between doing theater and and doing film for you, would you still say that you prefer doing theater or do you think that there are like pros and cons to both of them? There's definitely pros and cons. Um, I mean, in a way, theater is like my home because I learned everything doing theater. I'm not saying film is not real, but in theater, you, you have your colleague actor in front of you. In film, you might not have him. You mm-hmm. might have to see uh, a scotch tape in, in the wall yeah. and tell your lines to it <laughs> and listen somebody else behind you, the AD, who doesn't really want to say the lines from the yeah. other character and be like, and you have to react to that. So that's like, oh, okay. But Olivia, I love you. Yeah, <laughs> so, so that's a, a pro for theatre, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And the thing of being able to do the your character and everything, the story from the start to the end, mm-hmm. that's a pro. Um, when you're filming, either for series or film, you can be doing everything in a different order. You can start from the ending. You can then move towards the beginning, then move towards the end again. And it's like, ah, ah. So you have to to have everything even more in your body. Yeah. Because in theater, it's like you just go like a snowball. And it keeps um, feeding yeah. everything, the arc and your reactions and your relations, relationships. And in film, if you are not clear in all of that, then whenever you do the scene that was before, you'll be like, oh, oh, damn it. But I don't remember what I did in, in the scene that was after it. And if uh, so, how is it going to be logical if I do something completely different yeah and we 
don't get rehearsals here in Mexico for film or series, which is like, ugh. And in series, we're still very um, used to, I think soap operas really like made made us bad. No, I don't have the phrase in English. Uh, <laughs> they were not good for us. They're not good for you. It's like, what did they do to you? They were what not good to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because um, lots of people are now used to, like, the way it works, it can end up in you arriving to your camper and being in makeup and suddenly someone says oh by the way they changed the scene and you go like what <laughs> wait i just i i know my lines and what do you mean you change the scene and you go to set and it's like yeah we're just doing something else it, it's not very logical so now we're going to do something like this um yeah go for it <laughs> you're like yeah, this is brilliant. Uh, yeah, okay. So, so that's a a bad trait we got from soap operas. I've had to uh, I've had to do that a little bit, or like make that point when you're doing some films or some lower budget films where you don't have enough time to to film everything. You don't have to. You can't go back and film it a second time. And when they're wanting to change something, and I'm like, okay, but you can't change that now because of the way that I performed the other scene. So it's you, it won't make any sense this way. Do you know what I mean? Because that's not something that they'll necessarily they think about. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, no, that ship has sailed, man. We're not, we can't yeah. do it that way now because otherwise it makes no sense. Yeah. Oh, wait, but a friend of mine, well, two friends are making a film where they actually have all the money the producers have all the money but the script writers are not script writers and they keep because they are involved in the process of the production they keep adding stuff so my one of my friends was telling me like yeah my character is like this really soft guy and then one day the script writers decided that they really wanted me to get involved in a car crash and then almost lift to the car. <laughs> he was like, so suddenly I'm Schwarzenegger. <laughs> was like, do you know it doesn't make any sense with my character? No, no, but it's super cool. And because they had the money oh, to do it, they just did it. <laughs> And no, was, but it's super cool. It's just going to destroy the arts. That I, it's just... I know. No, it's not okay. It's not okay. I'm doing that. Oh, God. And it's actually going to be in, premiered in London, I think, that film. I'm, I'm going not going to, to give more information. You, you have, okay, you're going to have to tell me when it happens because I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. To see the car thing. I was I was telling my friend like yeah well maybe the editor is really clever and manages to save you oh that's another thing oh, when yeah. you're filming like we're just part of this really big clock machine machinery mm-hmm. because in theater even directors say it like okay in rehearsals it's my play in a way like this is my world but yeah. as soon as you start performing it becomes f- from the actors yeah and and it starts changing a lot and in when you're filming you you are a really tiny small part of this huge ensemble mm-hmm. so <clears throat> um whatever the audience sees is what the director wanted to see that was lighted by the photographer that has a gaffer behind him that has like and then you add music and then the editor is also like a really important figure yeah so i remember one day i was 
traumatized. Oh my God, I probably screwed everything and everyone's going to say I'm the worst actress and it's filmed and it's going to be like forever. It's, it's not like a play that it happens and it's over. And someone told me, Tamara, there was a person looking at the monitor and there's a person looking at the monitor now while they are in the editing room and in the music room and it's not on you it's not yeah. only you it's teamwork i mean it's always teamwork in theater as well but yeah and if it, if, if it, <clears throat> that's the thing if if it were terrible or if it were not what the director wanted then they would say and if they don't get uh -huh. the, if they don't get the take that they needed or they wanted then the editor will fix it yeah that's and you get lots of oh wait and i just remembered something um one of my directors from the series he hates theater <laughs> and i was like strong no, sentiment <laughs> yeah i know i mean if you start talking with him you realize he doesn't hate it he just really doesn't like going to theater and he says that if you're doing cinema because you know you have, I don't know, three takes or five or one, if it's a low budget one. Um, <laughs> as an actor, you give it, you give absolutely everything. So it can be the most intense um, scene and you're going to die for it. Mm -hmm. And then that's it. And he says that you cannot do that in theater because you're performing in two hours again. Yeah. Or you're performing tomorrow or you're performing the whole week. And for your stamina and for your voice and for your body and everything, you cannot wear yourself off. Yeah. So he's like, it's not as real as you can be real in, in film. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting. I hadn't thought of that. I mean... <clears throat> I think I he's he's right about how it takes more stamina to do that stuff. And I, I remember being told this when I was studying opera that um, mm. because I was always a very emotional performer because I was, yes, you know, because I'm an actor like I wasn't I just couldn't help myself. <clears throat> like I, I love to sing. Obviously, that's I love to sing. But but I wanted there to be as much drama and as much emotion as possible. And my teachers would always say or one of them specifically would always say, you have to be above the emotion. You can't mm -hmm. let the emotion affect you because it's going to affect your voice. It's going to affect this. And it's going to affect that. So you have to sort of, and, and we'd get there. You know how when you work through rehearsals and you get really emotional and, and like sometimes when you're doing something that's very serious or very heartbreaking, the rehearsal process, you'll often just break down because you're going through it and you're, you're realizing how yeah. difficult it is and how, how sad it is or something, you know, something like that. So when you go and do it on stage, it's almost easier to go through those emotions. So when yeah. I did rehearsals for opera, like I would go through, I'd, I'd get sad and I would cry during rehearsals and that kind of thing. But then when I went on stage, I was able to be above it. And I think if I didn't get to that point in rehearsal, I wasn't able to be above the emotions, quote unquote, mm -hmm. above the emotions when I was on stage. Um, but I think that in, I just, I don't think that I can say it's always giving more in in film because I think it depends on the performer because for me yeah. it's really hard to just to drop into it like that to, you know what I mean to just drop into that character in that moment I think that because you know when you're going off and you're you're like preparing for a scene where you have to cry you're often going off to get yourself to cry and it's like, it's not because the character wants to cry. It's because you need to, you need to cry now. So you're yeah. trying to think what does make, what makes Erica cry as opposed to what makes the character cry sometimes. Do you know what I mean? So it might appear real, but it's not necessarily as real mm -hmm. as it would be on stage. Because like you said, when you're on stage, you start at the beginning of the character's story and you go through it with them and you are part of it and that becomes the real journey of the character and when you see on screen is not necessarily because it's you know can be cut and yeah. you know you start from one end of the story go back to another and blah 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 so you're sort of dropping into it 
and you're not seeing the real journey. It's like the editor's <laughs> job to show you that journey. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think it depends on the performer. But, you know, theater people also have fucking amazing stamina. So I know. I know. I was like, ah, is it real? I feel it's real every time I perform in theater. Ah. I would definitely say that know. about you. You're always in it. Oh. You're always... You're, no, you, because you really do give everything. Like, you're you are a very emotional performer in a good way. But you also do have quite a big stamina. Like, I've never seen you feel like, I can't do this. <laughs> Thank you. It's true. No sé por qué mi corazón canta al verte. Corre mi respiración y el color sube a mi frente. Ay, ay, ay. Y no sé disimular. Yo no sé por qué tu voz puede ser caricia que me llevas del mar y las aguas tranquiliza. Ay, ay, ay. Puedo en ti descansar. El tiempo se desvanece si mis brazos te entretejen y allí me podría quedar. Conocernos desde siempre, aunque no sea coherente, mil vidas faltan por contar. Tan pronto te empecé a querer, y aunque diga no entender, más claro no podría ser yo contigo, quiero puedo ni pensar, pero debo ser valiente, ay, 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 y dejar de temblar. No sé cómo es que yo deba confesar que desde que estás presente solo en ti puedo pensar, ay, 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 empiezo a trastabillar. Tanto quisiera contarte y besarte y abrazarte y quedarme junto a ti. Haces que busque esforzarme por sacar mi mejor parte y darlo todo de mí. Tan pronto te empecé a querer y aunque diga no entender, más claro no podía ser yo contigo. Quiero caer. Did you did you go see a lot of theater when you were a kid? Is that what what got you? No, no. It's really funny um, when people have this uh, stories of, yeah, I saw this play and that's the moment I realized I wanted to be an actor, and yeah, I I saw I followed this actor's um, career because I wanted to uh, transmit what she transmitted, and and I'm like. Yeah, I, I I started watching theater when I when I started to study. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like when I started to study theater, I started to go to th- watch theater. Before that, I used to see some musicals. Mm-hmm. I was very much into musicals when I was really young. I loved uh, puppet theater, and in my birthday parties, I always had the same puppeteering company saying the same story i don't know if that made me want to be an actress did it i i don't know <laughs> well but, but you decided to study acting so why what made you want to do that uh i entered the theater company in my school middle school when mm-hmm. i was 13 i don't know if that's middle school for you i don't, I don't have middle school so i don't know yeah <laughs> I think so. Well, when I, <laughs> I entered a school when I was 13 years old and mm-hmm. I entered the theater company because a friend had told me it's super fun. And okay. I was like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and I was also in the UN model and I was also in the cheerleaders group and I was in the dancing company. I was, I was just doing everything. You're a little performer and... all over the place. <laughs> 
and and I actually really liked um the doing theater we did Chicago and then it was weird because my friend who recommended me to get into the theater company he didn't get in that year and I got a character and I was like ah wow I think I'm good but <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird because you never kind of believe it yeah but it was like I'm the youngest one in the company and I have a character and this is weird. And then the next year we did Wicked and I became the the substitute, the swinger. How do you... Do you, do you the cover-up. The, the cover? The cover. The cover. Yeah, the cover uh, from the girl that I admired the most and I wanted to be like her and she was Alphaba. And then she started doing musical theater in like the big Mexican company and then she couldn't perform. And then I was performing and I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to die. And then I almost get, yeah, I almost get killed. That's a (laughs) Something from the scenery almost falls down on me. You are the only person I know who has stories like this. One (laughs) time when I was like fucking playing Alphaba, I almost got killed by some kind of, (laughs) (laughs) but but i i kept in acting (laughs) (laughs) the show must go on (laughs) my head's caved in Uh, yeah (laughs) i'm on the phone to the union but i'm still singing (laughs) thank god it didn't fell on me so so that was a relief I got really nervous. You know, you you, you think, wow, thank God I, I, I followed my my trace. Like, I moved left when I had to move left. And oh. that's why I'm saved. <laughs> yeah. 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 Adhere to your stage directions, people. <laughs> or else you'll be spontaneously crushed. <laughs> oh, my God. There was this um, set designer at Lambda who one day told me, oh my God, you're from Mexico? Wow, that's the place where there's no regulations, like security regulations for set designers. (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, yeah, you can do whatever as a set designer. And it doesn't matter if you put in risk, like the actors, because... You don't have to take care of them. That was like, you're not paying them, and who cares if they? (laughs) (laughs) I just remembered all the stories from teachers and colleagues that were like, "Yeah, one day I was doing this play, and then I fell down, and I broke my ribs." (laughs) It's like, why did you fall down and break your ribs? Oh, because I had to walk like this. In this really tiny, um, I don't know, thing. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, that happens. <laughs> and, oh, and then I went to a small town called Tunbridge Wells. And I remember I took a, an optional class and I did drama with Mrs. Truman. And we did a contemporary Irish play. And we did a a Garcia Lorca play. And suddenly I just loved history and I loved investigating everything about the social context and what were they wearing and how did they eat and how did they talk and... And I... At the end of that year, I asked my teacher, hey, do you think I could actually be an actress? I mean, like, is it an option? I could I could study acting. Do you study act? And she was like, yeah, Tamara, what else do you want to do? Oh, I, and I wanted to do everything. The pediatrician, mathematics, chemistry. I, I was never really into humanities. It was weird. And she said, well, study for a year, see if you like it. And if you don't, you have lots of options. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I did that. And uh, every time I 
act, I discover I love it more and more each time. And it's like, yeah, I mean, there's lots of things I want to do, but every single time I do this, it's like <gasps> falling in love again. So, so I don't think I'm going to leave it <laughs> anytime oh. soon, at least. No, you shouldn't. Yeah. Why did you want to go to Lambda? Um, when I decided I wanted to study acting since the beginning I was like I I have to do it in in England because I wasn't aware of the training that occurred in Mexico and I didn't know anyone and I thought I don't think you can study acting in Mexico to do soap operas yeah right (laughs) (laughs) I was so wrong. <laughs> and I ended up studying a year because I wanted to prepare my monologues to audition either for New York or for London. And I just loved the school I entered and I loved my classmates. And I was like, oh, and I started seeing Mexican theater and everything. And oh my God, everyone's so good. <laughs> So I stayed and then I started working and a friend of mine, Mena, she had a deal with her parents to study abroad. And she was like, tomorrow I cannot do it alone. Please come. I know it's your dream to study abroad. I was like, I don't know, Mena, I'm already working and I don't want to disappear from the scene and and everyone having mm. everyone forget me and she was like tomorrow but you're going to be working for the rest of your life this is the last time you can take to like leave for a year and and study i was like ah, i don't know mena but it is your dream <laughs> and then i thought well yeah it is my dream <laughs> and the school i was in it's so small the classrooms are so small and we did only three years and I kept thinking well there's two other really good schools here in Mexico that do four years and they have classes in big theaters and like their expansion Mm -hmm. is bigger and I was like and I really like classical theater and I think that's the thing that can make my imaginary and my heart and my body and my voice grow. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's, yeah, maybe it is an option. And and I decided I was going to go. So I started just looking into schools, saw that Lambda had a classical MA. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, oh, that's it. That's what I need to, to project everything and to grow and then it was funny because for the rest of the year then my friend Mena was like no I don't I I don't want to go and study because now I'm working and then it was me saying hey Mena you have to do it because so So she didn't go no yes at the end she did she she went to central she did the contemporary MA and how I was going to say, how was Lambda? I fucking know how it was. <laughs> <laughs> Erica, how was Lambda? Forgot who I was talking to for a second. <laughs> Just in interviewer mode. Yeah, so how wait, did you but, find it? Um, <laughs> but, but it was you didn't forget who you were interviewing. You forgot who you... I forgot who uh, I was, yeah. I yeah. No, but to be, I mean, we probably had, we, we, we we must have had slightly different experiences. Do do you think that you came back from that, um, as a changed performer? Something really weird happened to me when I came back to Mexico. There's not a lot of, uh, vocal training. Like, I mean, there's some really good vocal teachers but it's not our strength here in Mexico Mm -hmm. and in Lambda it was 
I mean, I learned so many things. I came back to Mexico and everyone was like, Tamara, when you perform, you just speak really weird. I was like, why is that? Yeah, because I was doing warm-ups in English. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so I spoke Spanish in a weird way. My muscles and my vowels were in different places. And I mean, that was really weird. But I was super lucky to um, do two plays I had done before going to Lambda that... I mean, it was a coincidence that I came back and some months later we were doing them again. And it was fantastic because it was like, oh my God, I did change and I am acting differently and I am approaching the characters in a different way and I am projecting myself differently. And people are... I am making them feel more than than before because... Before, I, I know I can feel a lot. But this mm-hmm. thing Deborah used to say, it's the audience, the one that has to get emo- um, emotive. Yeah. And it's not you, <laughs> basically. So I did see that change. And it was the perfect parameter doing the same play and the same characters after being in Lambda. So, yes... I- that's the, I think well that's the whole point isn't it it's good to be able to 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 see that I th- I mean I, I don't really have anything to compare my experience to or my pro- I mean you know because I didn't do straight acting before going to Lambda so I I don't have I'm not able to make that comparison but I think I think definitely when I'm singing it's different and when I'm on stage I feel different Aww. because I feel more like I don't give a shit in a good way (laughs) like I you know what I mean like I I feel like um I feel much more comfortable like I'm not I'm not in good vocal shape like I was before like I was a fucking powerhouse you know when I was before I went to Lambda the end of my studying opera I was a powerhouse Mm -hmm. I was really good (laughs) and now I'm not um or I'm not in as good shape so there's that but but even so when I do sing when I do practice some things I feel more at ease with the characterization of it. Like, I yeah. don't feel like I'm trying to be something that I'm not. Whereas before, I think I was trying to be, like, what I wanted the judges to think or yes. what I wanted my teachers to think, you know, what I wanted, what they I thought they wanted. <sighs> and I'm, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. So I think that, I think that acting definitely helps you realize that because, I mean... You can't. You just can't. You you can only be true to the character insofar as your ability as an actor. Mm-hmm. You know how how do you portray this character? Um, yeah, that's all. That's the whole point, right? So, <laughs> um, yeah. Just um, briefly, I was just going to ask you about the other creative aspects of your life because lately you've been doing quite a lot <sighs> of singing and stuff. If you wanted to talk about that. Yes, um, I I started singing when doing the mu- musical theater in at school, and I started taking singing lessons. And it's something I've always really liked. Mm-hmm. I I absolutely love singing, but I am afraid to sing in 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 front of an audience, so. I I <laughs> I really wish I studied um music. It's something I'm like, yeah, one day I'll study music and I'll have a jazz band and I'll be a musician as well. I I just love it. But I started learning some instruments. I mean, I'm really basic knowledge. Because I'm always rehearsing and doing stuff and I never have time. That's a terrible thing. <laughs> That's a pretty decent and, excuse, I think. Well, yes, but it's like, ugh, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll make time. Yes, you will. And I started just uploading things to Instagram. And then suddenly there was this guy that was going to do a concert and he invited me to sing with him. And I was like, 
And just that day I had said how afraid I was of singing in public. And I just thought, okay, I have to take this because I had just said I was afraid to do it and that I had to get rid of my fears and like um, face them. Yeah. So I sang in a concert and I almost died, but it was pretty amazing. <laughs> I mean, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> Wasn't, wasn't that brush with death? death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, it was really I'm going to start saying that when concerts don't go composers... very well. Just say, guys, it was a brush with death. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> uh, the composers from the series I just did knew I was going to do a concert. And they were like, hey, just send us your music and we'll see if we can do like background music for you so you don't feel as naked like you and your ukulele. And I was like, oh, thank you. At the end, they couldn't do it because they were working in Tijuana in the music. And mm -hmm. they were like, sorry, no, no, no. But they liked the music and they were like, tomorrow we want to do a CD, like an album with you. So now we are working on that. That's awesome. That's really weird. Ah. <laughs> it's super weird and it's really exciting and I'm really nervous it's great though that's the whole point is is to meet people and to collaborate and to to bring more creativity out of you and whatnot caída libre entre sus brazos mis pies fríos resguardados en su calor mi cuerpo impregnándose de su olor perdidos en la profundidad una apnea para el mar atravesar y cien mil burbujas para poder volver a respirar caricias de pincel mis manos hundiéndose en su piel derretirme en cada espacio que hay en él con un beso olvidar cualquier recuerdo que pudiera lastimar y la idea que iba a comenzar en el Pierdo en el limbo de tu verdad, pero tienes miedo a estar. Ahí es donde me quiero quedar, sin importar cuando hay que despertar. No importa nada que pueda pasar con que este rato podamos. things that you have coming up that people can see or stuff that is already out there this year somewhere in between april and june you might well you will be able to see a show called tijuana or red ink they still don't decide the name okay. on netflix netflix bitches 
Yeah, and then by the end of the year, I guess, Amazon Prime, third episode of Mexico City. And you'll see me with facial paralysis, which is brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) I really want to see that. I'm like, oh my God. I'm excited for that. (laughs) (laughs) At some point next year, there's going to be a film called um, Contar el Amor. That's like talking or counting or telling about love. Mm-hmm. I don't know what word they'll they'll use to translate it, but it's probably going to be in festivals and and that I don't know what festivals, but the director is applying. So that's that's it. Or come to Mexico to watch theater, and that's. <laughs> to Mexico to watch theater everybody since I can't go if you can go go do it thank you so much for coming on the podcast oh thank you Ah, I'm on a podcast (laughs) (laughs) I'm on Erica's podcast That's, that's amazing thank you thank you Thank you, Tamara, for being on the podcast. If you'd like to keep up with Tamara, you can follow her on Instagram at Tamara Bayata. Um, you can also see the trailer for Tijuana, the Netflix show that she's in. I'll put the links up in the podcast description. If you'd like to be featured on the podcast, you can go to theworkingartspodcast.com and submit yourself or a friend. If you like the podcast, you can always give it a review. Um, And please subscribe if you haven't already on iTunes. You can also listen on SoundCloud. And please feel free to share with your closest friends or enemies. See you next time. I want a story others would want to tell. To say I ran, I fell, I explored the unknown. I want my portrait colored with faults and powers, shaded by dark hours that began my face I have lived a passionate life I've sung songs of mourning of strife I have won wars with the drum and the fife couldn't you